0: There is a distinct difference between hearing and listening. There's a distinct difference between hearing and listening. Hearing is to perceive sound on the, by or the sense by which noises or tones are received. That's hearing. But listening means to pay attention to the sound. To hear with thoughtful attention and give consideration to. To pay close attention Attention to Have you ever heard anybody say You're hearing me but you're not listening You're hearing what I'm saying But you're not listening Has anybody said
1: that? Raise your hand Come on. Yeah
0: Like do you not understand the words That are coming out of my mouth right now that, That's what you feel like right
1: Ain't hey, nobody understand the words coming out of
0: Yeah But the point of it is is that I've said it many times. No, you hear me. you I'm not, I, I heard what you said. No, I know you heard me, but you're not listening to what I said. You know, studies have shown, and it's really crazy because I was looking up and, and this proved it right here, that studies have shown that only true that people only truly listen to a 25% of what they hear. My goodness. Every day. So that means that people, through all the conversations that we go through on a daily basis, we only retain 25%. Now I know that we had a difference and we had younger generations and and all different generations standing up there and that makes a difference, but doesn't that show that there's a breakdown of communication between generations? And what happens is because I believe that we're hearing what's being said but we're not really listening to the truth of the matter and taking time to stop and take into consideration and pause how many at that moment, there were a few of them that reheard, they leaned in and they're like, hold on one second, let me rehear what you have to say. And that's the difference, is because we only literally retain 25% of what we hear every day. How many times have you possibly, possibly been asked or even asked the question, are you listening? Think about it. Are you listening? Do you hear me? Are you listening? Do you understand what I'm saying? And many times we get a nod of the head or a yes, but then turned around and it's like, okay, you totally didn't hear or listen to anything I said at that moment.
1: Well, I think I think a lot of times in and what we're hearing, because we're such on the go that we we just let our mind wander and we're like, yes, I, I heard that, and we try to decipher a few of those things. And and some of those things get deciphered. And and we miss some of the important instructions that, that are to be heard. And I think too many times if we don't pay attention to the words that are being said, we will lose track, lose hope, and then we're frustrated. Well, I didn't hear that. And you're like, Well, I said that. I, I fully said that, but I didn't I didn't hear that. And it's and because when you're talking, and you can tell. You can tell when people are, are listening or when they're preoccupied. Yeah. Um, there's times we see it uh, even at church and stuff. People, uh, even out and about, you try to talk to somebody. I went and tried to buy something, and somebody was on their cell phone as they were trying to take care of me. Wow. Yeah. Like, they're so preoccupied, they don't even hear anything I'm saying. And they're just pointing. Yeah, try uh, aisle three down in, down over over there. And I'm like, are you kidding? And, and and preoccupied, and I go to aisle three, and guess what? That's not what I was looking for. It was something else they deciphered and thought that's what I said. Yeah. And that's not what I said. The, the lack of communication, uh, man, it, it causes a lot of problems. With It could cause a lot of problems with friendships, with marriage, with all kinds of stuff. Uh, kids, old, young, all the above. When we don't communicate, and we just not listen fully, Intently to what is being said, it causes problems. And then you wonder why you are where you are in life. It's because you didn't listen back here. And you did not. You were just such in a hurry. That's why I I think it's so important that when when Christ, He he talks about that with David, He says, I'll make you lie down in green pastures. And I'll lead you by still waters. Do you know that we're such on the go? Like we rush from one thing to another. That we can't help ourselves to hurry up and get in. Everything's not fast enough. Whether it's our service on phone. Whether whether it's church service. You know people leave and they're just upset. If they, if they have to stay five minutes after 12. Lord. Hopefully God moves before that. Uh, and we're not saying we put God in a time limit. But why in the world. Because of what we want to hear. And, and we don't hear it. And they're like well I didn't really get anything. I didn't hear anything. It's because you already left and then God said something. You see what I'm saying? And they were so upset about stuff. It, it's unreal what happens in those moments. God wants to do something great, but we have to hear. If you're new, the room's pretty dramatic. There's mountains. It looks like an outpost. There is a Jeep over here. There's banners that say we declare war. All the above, you can take pictures out front, over in the side. And tag the church. But I'll tell you this, as we declare war, it's not a physical fight. It's a spiritual fight. But let me tell you what God says as we declare war. Last week we said, we're marked. Anybody still got a mark on their mark? Mine's kind of faded, but it's there. But we're marked. And we couldn't help but go into the next week and say, here's what God says. Look, we say we declare war. God says this, mark my words. Mark my words. This is where we go today. Mark my words. You hear that statement. Mark my words. You might, you know, growing up, having something, and you go to school, and you're like, yeah, I got those new Jordans. they are like, now you did, not You're just saying stuff. No, no, for real. Mark my words. I got it. I got that. And then what, what, what happens is that sometimes you put it on something. Now I'll put it on everything. i put it on my life. i put it on my mom. Man, you know what's serious when you put it on mom. I'll put it on mom. Man. And what, what I'm trying to say is what God is trying to say to you is He put it on everything. He put it on His Son. He put it on everything to die on the cross just for you. Mark His words. Mark His words about the freedom in your life. And so we're gonna talk about that a little bit, about his words. From, from any stage of life, we're all together in this today. You gotta to mark his words. Mark my words.
0: Well, I looked up what mark my words means, and yeah. yes, many people do it to like say, mark my words, I'm gonna get you, or get back, or this is what it is, to, it's to make guaranteed. you believe it's guaranteed. But mark my words actually means to pay close attention to. Pay close attention to and and to me isn't that pretty much the same as listening when i listen i'm going to pay close attention to and the question for you today is whose words are you focusing on whose words are you focusing on who are you listening to in your life because i believe that there are battles that we face and could be facing right now um that all the enemy wants to do is still our focus in the middle of a battle If he can steal your focus, he can steal your future. My goodness! If the enemy can steal your focus, he can steal your future. Because what happens is you become so focused on what he's doing right now in the present, and you get your mind wrapped up and lost in everything that's taking place, and you don't know where your value is, you don't know what's going on, because you are so focused on hearing the words of the enemy that you forgot to listen to the words of God. And remember them and pay close attention to them. You know, most of the times in the uh, most difficult positions in our life, I think about this, that uh, you may be in at this time, the hardest place. You may be in one of the most difficult places in your life right now.
1: Yeah.
0: And that is where, at that very moment, I think about it, you know, how many times, it's not at the time when life is easy that the enemy tries to come in and flood your mind. It's not when things are going great that the enemy tries to come in and flood your mind. It's at the time where you are in the most difficult position and you have to focus the hardest on whether God's there or not in your life. And that is the point where the enemy will try to get you to quit. That's the point where he's going to get you to say, okay, I'm done. You know, just like working out or, you know, driving, you know, have you ever taken a really long drive? And that last hour is terrible. It's like I just want to be there. You We're know what I'm saying?
1: California girl drove, drove all the way home. Yeah. yeah. Welcome home, Miss Rose.
0: But think about it. I mean, we got, we do that, and it's like, I just want to quit. I want to be done. But it's the same thing. And, you know, um, when things are really, really difficult, there's so many times that we want, to give it, we want to give in and quit right before we get the blessing or we have victory or we see rewards and we see things that are changing. And that's all the enemy wants to do is he wants you to stop right before you win. Because if he can get you at the point of breaking, it's up to you whether you break.
1: Because the enemy wants you to break instead of you going through the breakthrough. He wants you to break before the breakthrough. And, and, And it's just, it usually it's always that next push. It's that next moment. It's that next shout. And he's trying to break you. But what God says is, mark my words. Mark my words. And we have to pay attention. Like she said, there's so many times people do not retain everything that other people are saying. And if that is, what, what was the again? It's is? only 25%. That means so, 75% of
0: things that are said
1: all day long. All day long. 75% of what, if I could have a conversation. You're going to only retain 25% of what I said. Look what happens when we preach the gospel here at the church. You might just retain 25% of what I'm saying today. And if that is the case for the average American, how much greater is it when God has to declare things to you through his word? When he says to mark his words and we don't retain the words because our flesh wants to retain the past problem, the past hurt, instead of marking his words for the future, for the now.
0: Well, I think we also over talk. Because if you think about it, if we only retain 25% of what we are hearing, because that's all we truly listen to, because there's a difference, that means that we are talking too much and not taking time to quiet to listen. And I think what happens is we are we 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 want our point to be heard. We want to know that we have we're va- we are validated. And how we feel or what's going on. And we do the same thing with God. But God, this is going on. And but God, this is taking place. And but God, this is what's happening. And and God, you just just don't understand. I'm here and I don't have the money to pay my bills. And I don't have things going on in my family. And yada, yada, yada. And all the time, God is trying to talk. And you've lost the the blessing or the way to get through your problem. Because you have over-talked God. And that's the same thing with people in your life. I think we need to reconsider how much do we talk and say things that really are not that don't really matter really ask yourself that how many times do we say things that really are of no importance and i'm not saying that every conversation we have to have is so serious because god likes to be silly and crazy if he didn't he wouldn't have made people because i think we're funny and i think he thinks we're funny sometimes and i really think that because i mean look at us how could we not be funny what was he thinking right okay so god has a sense of humor he does he has a great sense of humor but in fact i think when we go through our days you have to be purposeful in your conversations when you're doing them and sometimes even in laughter is purposeful sometimes it's purposeful i'll tell you this i was having a, a rough day one of the other days and my girls just to give you an example of having purpose my girls that I was having a rough day, and they asked if they could cook dinner, and we went to the grocery store, and they had me cracking up the whole time we were in the grocery store. I kept forgetting what we were doing and what we were getting and where we were, but when I got done, God began to speak to me, and he said, you needed that, and I was like, oh, I did need that. It was great for me today, and he said, "And, and you need to tell them that you needed that, and you need to tell them that, thank you, that they took time To make you laugh because you need them Just as much as they need you And so what I'm trying to say Is listening Isn't all about talking It's about listening to people's actions Their emotions The things that are going on Do you realize that God listens to the very depths of your heart And the way that it's beating for him He listens to everything and every detail. And God wants you to understand that he is desiring that you give him that back in return of listening to his words and applying them. Psalms 119.11 and the NLT says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I've hidden your word. Do you know what that means? That means I have marked your words right here on my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalms 119, 11, 14 through 15, and the Passion says it this way. I consider your word to be my greatest treasure, and I treasure it in my heart to keep me from committing sins, treason against you. I find more joy in following what you tell me to do than in chasing after all the wealth of the world. I set my heart on all your precepts and pay close attention to all of your ways. I have marked your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. And we wonder why we struggle sometimes through our daily process and daily lives. And we feel so beat down and broken. And it's because we have not marked the words of the Lord in the forefront of our minds, in the forefront of our hearts, in the forefront of our spirits. And even in our bodies, we have not set his word to be that temple that's in us. And what happens is we have allowed the words of the enemy, the words of people around us, And all of it to dictate who we are, and choose our emotions, and choose how we respond, and choose how we react. And the problem of it is, is we are in an uproar inside because our heart has not been marked by God. We have you. It's not about just saying I am marked. Just like last week we said you're marked. Yeah, you can say that. But what do you do to keep your mark? You know, just like that marker, it wears off, right? Marker washes off, you know? I mean, tattoos, they don't wash off. But, 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 I mean, they can, and you can pay the money to go get all that redone. But the fact of it is, is God's word should be greater than any marking on your body, any marking in your heart. His word should be the thing that you set at the forefront, and it takes a daily renewal of your mind to know that, that his word is true and faithful. You have to mark his words. I think about Moses, yeah. David, Joshua, Esther, Ruth, Naomi, all the people in the Bible.
1: Well, like Moses, I, I wrote this down. When looking at Moses, he went to the top of the mountain got with God who gave him the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And Moses marked his words down. And here we are thousands of years later. People still learning the commandments because someone marked his words down.
0: That's right.
1: We, when, we, when we take the time to mark his words, I mean, think about this. If you like reading books, some books you might read are from people that are not even here anymore. Yeah. They're long gone, but their books are still available. And marking people's words. But listen, the words of God, they're, they're yes. They're promises. Yeah. When you feel like giving up, Mark his word that's what he said Yeah we're marked but he's saying Listen you are marked But mark me mark my words Mark my words on what I have said And the statements I have made For you For all of you And I think if we can just apply what God has said And not only retain a small Port a portion of it But retain all of his words And not only retain but start living in that It will change Everything in your life everything, every single thing. But you can look back even in the word
0: and mark what he's done for others. That's why he gave us this. That's why it's so important. He has marked out paths and different things through people. And another thing that I think about marking God's word is if he did it once, he's going to do it again. He's faithful. He's just that good. God has always proven himself to be true. And when you mark the God. He never fails. He never quits. He never gives up. He doesn't He doesn't even have any of that in, in his whole persona. He is God. And he is the one who's going to come through. And, and if you look at that with Joshua, Moses, David, the different ones in the Bible, and even the disciples, I think about when God began to speak to them through whether it was the prophets or God actually spoke to Moses, yeah. or he spoke to the disciples when he was here on earth and Jesus started parables. Most of the time when Jesus spoke, you know what he said? Pay close attention to what I'm saying. Yep. You know what Jesus was saying all along to the disciples and all the people that he spoke through? Mark my words. Mark my words. Pay close attention to this. It didn't matter who he spoke
1: and, through. And he wanted people to pay attention. And he's saying that like we are today. Pay close attention to what I'm saying. Look what was going on when Jesus was saying these statements. Rome had overtaken Israel. They were thinking that somebody was going to overthrow Rome and give back. There was all kinds of stuff going on. There were diseases, there was stuff happening, and they were in an uproar. And Jesus is trying to focus people and say, pay attention, mark my words, mark my words. Look what we're living in right now. Look at the weather. Look at the situation. Listen, the Republicans aren't going to save you, and neither are the Democrats. Only Jesus Christ. Look where we're at right now in life. Everybody's so consumed by what party and this and that and the, the virus and stuff. Mark my words. Pay close attention. That's
0: what he says. So we're overstimulized. That's the problem. And I'm not just talking about the stimulus checks. I'm talking about we are overstimulized. Think about it. We have such a hard time sitting still and having nothing go on. We, if, if we don't have our phone in our hands, it's a struggle. If we don't have a video game in our hands, it's a struggle, or a computer, or a TV in front of our face, or different things like that. Sometimes it's a struggle. And I began to notice that even yesterday we were at our house um, at, at one point in the morning, and I was like, you know what, guys, let's color. And they were like, let's what? I was, I was like let's color it's cool and, like, and and you know the creative cool coloring books that are all the fancy adult coloring books and i got them out and as i was coloring i noticed this for myself like my hand started to hurt and i was like i'm just coloring and i kept coloring and like my hands started to cramp up and i was like my hand is hurting from coloring all these little details and god began to speak to me and he said it's because become so overstimulized that you're losing some of your sensitivity and the ability to focus on the creativity that I placed inside of you to be able to do things that you, even if it's just sitting there and coloring and noticing the beauty of God and the things that he's given. And so many times we have lost the arts and the talents and the creativity of who we are as people in his house and don't know where we fit because we have not marked who he is and taken the time to listen. So what he said, because it's so much easier to allow everything else to do it for
1: you. Well, we mark everybody else's words instead of marking God's words <laughs> and, and to doing the right thing. You have dreams and vision. God has given you all kinds of stuff, and He's telling you, Mark my words, but somehow there is times in our lives that we want to mark other words and live in lack. Yep. And that's not what God is all about. No. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to, to expand your gifts and, and do something that's going to bring glory to Him. We want to do this and we hear this, but at times we don't do it because we didn't fully hear the whole thing when He's saying, mark my words. We, you know, I think, I, I, I wrote this down. Do you mark down what God said? Come on. I mean, He tells you these things. Mark my words. Do you mark down on what God said? is trying to save? Or are you just trying to protect God's reputation? God never needed you to defend Him. I mean, mark His words. Why are you trying to defend Him? He don't need to defend Him. He, he stands alone. But mark His words. Write it down. Apply it. Take steps towards it. Have a goal. Let it get going. Mark his words. I mean, you got to sit and think about it. You declare war. God's like, I declare war on you. Mark my word. Because you've been sitting doing nothing when I have told you a long time ago to be doing something. And you've been sitting not doing and not marking my words, but you've marked everything else up. What have you not been doing that you should have been doing? Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to start those processes. I don't care. There, there might be a bunch of people in this room that are future entrepreneurs. That are going to start businesses and do something creative and, and go online and do whatever the case is. What have you not been doing? And God has said, mark my word, but I don't know, but this, but that. When did God always become negative?
0: Come on.
1: And we believed it so we didn't do it. That's not who he is. It's trusting in him. What's well, the I say that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. and all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Mark my words. Trusting.
0: Isn't it funny that the only ability, think about this, that God really cares about that you have is the ability to listen. <sighs> think about it. Because most of the time, that's the one sense that He really talks about. Is really talking about hearing me. Hear what I have to say. Did you hear? Can you listen? Are you focused on me? And I think if we would understand that our ability to, ability to listen changes all the other abilities that we have to make a difference well, in this world. Just
1: like I, I wrote this down. And what's funny is just like when Josh is up here, Mom or anybody else, just trying to get what God has for these moments and then have our own moments of what like God collected us and downloaded us. It's it's amazing how it all comes together. Amen. The pattern of making God's word happen is through praying, listening, receiving, and believing. Good. That that's the pattern. You you have to you have to listen. You have to listen. And and, and too many times we let our pride get the best of us because I ain't gonna listen to nobody. I ain't gonna nobody tell me what to do. And we go our own route, and there we go, 40 years around the same mountain, because we didn't listen the first time, which would have took three days to get there. But we have to mark his word, just like when we talked about uh, just a couple weeks ago about God's strategies, and we talked about getting ready to go to Jericho, and we talked about that story. It was mark his words, because he had a plan. I need you all to get quiet. I need these guys to fix what didn't happen when they were children. I need you to get ready to walk around somewhere once a day and get quiet. And on the seventh day, walk around seven times and be quiet until they blow the horn. And when they blow the horn, you need to shout, mark my words. When you shout, everything's going to fall. Mark my words. Now, if they wouldn't have marked his words and did their own thing, no wall would have fell. Nobody would have broke through and nobody would have took and nobody would have advanced. But you got to look at that in your life. What have you not been doing in order that God has called you to do, and you're still walking around the wall wondering why it ain't falling?
0: Well, one misstep can uh, change the outcome. you got one to mark misstep.
1: his words. Yep.
0: It's important. And listening takes the art of a word that I don't think any of us seem to like. Does anybody like the word discipline? Boom. Right? Nobody likes the word discipline, because that's not fun, because we all put discipline in the factor that somebody's in trouble. But in reality, the word discipline was actually a tool that God had given to you to help you listen and follow instruction. Believe me or not, to be a disciple of Christ takes discipline. The root word for discipline is disciple. It means to be a student or one who studies The word discipline comes from the Latin word disciplina, meaning instruction or training or to learn. How do we learn without truly listening? How do we know what we're supposed to do if we can't take the time to listen? Do you realize that as a disciple, you are to be a disciplined learner? Not learning of the world, but learning how to follow God and lead after him. It's powerful. I had something sent to me this morning that I read right before I came up here that said, you know, we are so focused on paying attention to the world that the world sees us. But we should be more focused on paying attention to God so that the world sees him. And, and, and it was
1: powerful what was
0: said. I don't think I quoted that exactly right. But the, the issue of it is, is that we were meant to be disciplined. And not because being in trouble. God wanted us to have discipline. Because discipline takes focus. And in order to hold our positions as disciples of Christ, it means we have to focus on his words. And just like Pastor Brandon said, before Joshua could have you know, seen Jericho fall, he had to stop and hear what the word of the Lord had said to him and follow those instructions to the teeth.
1: Well, you can't be, you can't act like you're going to try to work out and eat whatever you want. You have to have discipline in your life to say no to certain things. You see what I'm saying? You have to have discipline for anything else. And and even to listen to the instructions, if you, if you are working anywhere and you don't apply what is the instructions for the job, you won't hold that job very long. You will be frustrated because you can't get that job done right because you're not listening. And, and I think what happens is because at times we don't want to listen because with the knowledge of that comes a responsibility. And the responsibility allows us to do our job. And when we want to hear God say, mark my words, we have to listen to the instruction. And with that comes a responsibility of walking by faith and not by flesh. And with that comes a responsibility. But there is an outcome to that. There's always an outcome to every situation, good or bad. But are you going to mark his words? Put him on the test. that's why I love that. And they use that a lot in the... In the uh, With tithing and offering and stuff It says test me in this See if I don't Put my words to the test See if I won't open up the floodgates of heaven See if I won't pour out a blessing you can't even contain Test me In this Mark my words Watch what happens And, that, and, that, and that's where it's at Because what God is saying is mark my words And in that situation he's like listen I'm already going to prevent all this stuff from happening to you I just need you to obey me and too many times we don't want to mark his word. And we look at the church and we look at the Bible like it's a dang fairy tale. And we just read it, we come and we do our thing every week. We go, we go about our business. I checked off, went to church. I checked off Christian. I have the fish on my car. I got it. Yeah. We just go through the motions. Mark his words and watch him do it. Mark his words. That's what he said. Is he a healer? Absolutely. Mark his words. Watch him do it.
0: The point of it is, though, is we don't like to mark his words because God, most of the time, God asks us to do things we don't want to.
1: Think about it.
0: Because God's ways aren't easy, and they're not always fun, right? God always asks us to do things that take us out of our comfort zone, most of the time. He will ask us to do things that seem crazy, just like marching around walls instead of actually going in with swords and shields and weapons. Who, Who does that? You know, you're going to walk around this, and then you're going to sit down. What? And then you're going to walk again. And everybody's going to be laughing at you, but it's okay. You're going to walk again. And you're going to get made fun of, and everybody's going to be like, what are you doing? And then you're going to get shot at with arrows and all different kinds of things, but you're going to walk again. Oh, wait, you're going to do it again. Then you're going to do it seven times. And then guess what you're going to do? You're going to shout and praise my name, and the walls are going to come down. What? What are you talking about,
1: God? Do I need to mark those words? I need to. Sh-
0: I need a show. What do you. I mean, God. I know you're crazy because you made me, but are you for real? For real. For real, God. You're crazy. And what's crazy about it is that I know. I married you. Oh, so- <laughs> Mark my words. He wasn't
1: good looking, girl. Boy. Tell you. Tell you. Mark my
0: words. (laughs) So, the point of it is, though, if you think about that, it's got. Yeah, you didn't rinse that up. That's right. I don't know what you're doing. It
1: prevents coronavirus.
0: Listen, we literally think about this right here, though. Most of the time, when God asks us to do things, they're crazy. Yeah and god began to speak to me and he said that my ways are not always what may seem favorable but they will be the ones that bring the highest favor it's not what you think is favorable what you want to do but it will bring the highest favor if you truly listen to my ways truly listen to my words truly follow what i have to say then i'm going to bring the highest favor and that's why when we do things god's ways we receive the greatest blessings out of all the things that we do Psalm 119105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light into my path. It's a lamp to my feet. When we don't pay close attention to God's word, we lose our clear direction. So good. We lose where we're going. It's your I mean, you can walk around in the dark. I've done it in here in the church and about knocked myself out with one of those beans up top. You did? I did. Right big old. That hurt. But isn't it funny that we do that in life and we are crying about our pains and our aches when we just didn't turn the light on in ourselves of God's word to give us our direction? You don't have to walk in the dark.
1: To win any war, you have to mark the words of the person directing the war. You have to mark their words to get the instruction. God is trying to get you to understand that the war you're facing in your life that he has the answer, you have to mark his words. That's the bottom line. And two, we don't, we don't apply them. I mean, they got to be hidden in our hearts so we don't sin against them. And too many times we do, we take off.
0: We do, and we, we don't pay attention. And it's crazy because God's word also says in Song of Songs, 8-6, just the beginning, it says, place me as a seal over your heart jar or a bottle that you just cannot open. Like You're like trying to grip and everything. You get a towel. You, then you have to pass it off to somebody else to try to get them to open it. And I think about that as a factor of that when we place anything that's sealed means that it is shut up tight. That it is locked in. That there should be nothing that should be able to penetrate that. And when God's word, when he is set as a seal over our heart, then the world should not be able to penetrate our minds, our thoughts, and the things that we do. We should be a fortress to be reckoned with. But the problem of it is, is we aren't sealed up tight. We're not tight. See, we've, we've already gone stale, pretty much. Right? You know, you ever gotten into, like, a drink that you open and it's flat? Yeah, because you didn't seal it tight. It's been like that for almost a week and a half now. So when you don't seal things tight and do what's right, what happens is things go stale. they, they, They don't turn out right. And what happens is it's a bad product right? We talked about last week about how we're variable. We are the product of the, we are the answer. We are what comes out of it. Well, guess what? If you don't seal your heart, even though you're marked by God and you are that X variable, if you don't seal yourself up tight and you are giving bad product to the world and they deserve the right answer. And so we have to seal ourselves tight with what God says. And God brought to remembrance from the very beginning of what I said that if the enemy your focus, he can steal your future but the enemy can only steal what you leave defenseless for him to take he can only steal what you leave open for him to take, think about it he's gonna suck you dry if you leave your heart open for him to he will go ahead and mark all over you all the things that he says you are through things that happen in your life that begin to contaminate the the full feeling, filling of God in who you are, and I'm just telling you right now: if you don't mark the words of God on your heart and set yourself sealed by who He is, you say you're marked. Well, seal yourself with that mark and keep yourself tied up tight for what God has. Not so He can't get in, but so that the world can't get in and drain you of who you are.
1: This Bible transcends everything. <laughs> this thing has the answers to any and it is the most amazing thing that it's still relevant today that it was back then it has every answer you would ever look for let me read you a couple of these answers mark my words jesus says that the in john 10:10 10, 10, that the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy but i have come that you may have life and live life to the fullest living life to the full life that the thief wants to come but so how do I have good, full life in my life? You have to accept Christ. Christ is that. Psalm 3410 says, The lion may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come on. I mean, you've got to mark His words. That's what His word says. I just got I just to read you a couple of them just so it can remind you. you they're not going to be on the screen, but mark my words. This is what it says. One, uh, Psalm 145.9 The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all He has made. He's good. Mark my words. First Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. Mark my words. Psalm 105. The Lord is good and His love endures forever. And His faithfulness continues throughout generations. He's faithful today. Just like He was back then. And He's going to be tomorrow. He's so faithful. But you have to mark his word when life comes and when all this stuff happens and there's a war going on within your soul. You have to mark God's words. Yeah. 2 Samuel seven twenty eight. Sovereign Lord, you are my God. Your covenant is trustworthy. And you have promised these good things to your servants. You know what you do? You know what that's all about? It's reminding yourself what His Word says. Mark His words. Mark His words. What does His Word say? What is He trying to say to you? Everything He says is for a purpose. He doesn't talk just to be talking. Stand with me. We're going to close. We're going to close in prayer. I want you to understand something. Yes, we're marked. We get that X on us. That we're marked by God. No matter what we face. And what God's trying to say today is just mark my words. Yeah, you're marked. but Mark my words. What do you do with that? You run. What do you do with His Word? You apply it. You listen to it. You decipher it. You pray about it, you receive it into yourself, and you go. We can't just be hearers, but we have to be doers of the word. If we just listen to it and not do anything, what good are we? What are we doing in our lives if we're just listening to these words? We have to literally be doers of the word. We have to listen, but then do. Mark my words. I guess the last thing I could say to close this off is what happens when somebody gets ready to run. On your mark, get set, go. On his mark, get set and go. If we declare war, we have to be on his mark of his words. We have to set ourselves in that position to receive it, anything of the instructions he has. And then we have to go into that. We have to walk that out. And that walk is by faith. It is not by sight. Because if we literally walk by sight, we wouldn't get anywhere. And sometimes we haven't been getting places because we have let our sight dictate what God is trying to do. Close your eyes and open your vision. Mark my words. On your mark, Lord. Get set. Go. The Olympics just happened. They're getting ready on your mark. They're getting getting the position ready. Get set. They even lock down even more. When they say go, guess what they do? They take off and they don't turn back. Watch as the corn starts to leave you ever seen a farmer look backwards and try to harvest? Won't happen. Because they have to focus forward. And there is a point in the end that they focus on as they harvest. That's what he's trying to get you to understand. There's this point down here, but you've got to, on my mark, get yourself set and go. His words are all there whatever you struggle with today I don't know what it is some people might struggle with depression some people might have physical problems going on in their life but I'll tell you right now the Word of God has the answer to anything you, focus, anything you have a problem with anything that's going on you might have an ought with somebody guess what's in the Bible? the answer for your ought what's the Word of God say? you might be frustrated there's the answer you might have a financial problem right here's the answer mark my words and I'll tell you for a fact mark my words I promise the answer is in there and I'll just be simple on the, on the financial thing you got financial problems check first see if you're tithing because if you're not you're already going to have financial problems Yes, sir. that's his word that's the gospel that's the obedience of God. You will always have financial problems until you line up with what he says. But what's his word say about all the stuff you deal with? What about the unknowns and just sightseeing? You ever feel like you've been T-boned? And life just struck you and you feel like you've been hit? Mark his words. His answer is right here. It's right there. If I can leave you with anything, it's getting his word and mark them down. And here's the crazy part. I have them in my office. It's called commentary and it's all this other stuff and all these books that are trying to teach you about the gospel and everything. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a cheat code now. It's called Google. Dear Google, what are scriptures that help you with depression? Bible app and type in something that you're struggling with and watch all the scriptures unfold in front of you and mark his words I don't know what my future holds I'm struggling with this I'm taking this class but I don't know if that's right I, I'm struggling with it mark his words what does he say that he's faithful to the end you have to mark his words because anything else isn't going to self help books for dummies all that stuff isn't going to work you know how many books we buy that are pointless? You know how many things we look at and watch to try to get the answer that are not? This is the only answer that's literally going to change it all. Jesus Christ will change your life, period. Mark my words. Mark my words on that. I'm going to pray. And I pray that today that as, as we close this out, and I love having all the kids in here and the families together. Woo! It's, I love it. It's, we have a healthy church family. We have a healthy church with all kinds of generations. That you can mark God's words, but if you have children, that you can help teach them to mark God's words too. Because don't outcast your kids and push them to the side. They struggle too. They go to school and struggle. I mean, there's stuff going on with schools right now that's unreal. There's stuff they're trying to teach kids that they shouldn't be learning right now. You need to help mark their words about what God says. That's the truth. But you've got to know first. Because the reality is, is somebody, no matter how old you are, somebody's always looking up to you. And what are you doing? Are you spouting out and everybody's marking your words? Yeah, Michael we know how you feel about the government. We know how you feel about the virus. We know. Have, are you marking God's words, or what are you doing? Is somebody marking your crazy words? Because we can say all we want, but let's get in the Word of God and start. Man, if everybody would start posting on social media about what God's Word says, we could change a lot of stuff. Because it's true, and it's a seed sown instantly. Let's pray. When we're done. If you want to help us serve, fill out. Just My mom's in the back at the round table. Just put your name on there if you can. We're thankful. Wednesday's coming, guys. I'm telling you, don't want to miss worship. It's going to be wild. And next Sunday, I hope you're ready next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to go ahead and get into the walls of Jericho. I'm not even going to talk anymore about it. But I promise you don't want to miss that either. We're thankful for you. Mark his words. God, we thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for this house Thank you for this property, God, these people, God. Forgive us for not marking your words when we've needed to and we've marked everything else. God, let us just have this deep passion for you, God, that we just want to just seek it out and continue to dig deep in your words and, and, and know that we're blessed, that we have a blessed life, that your words are yay and amen and that they're true. And sometimes they don't feel good in what we're dealing with and we're going through it. But your words don't change. They're still faithful. And you're so faithful. Touch us, God, as we mark your words. We thank you, God. As we get prepared, on your mark, get set, go. Amen.
0: We love you.